Awake, a vast, hold tight your buns, if buns you do hold dear, for time has come to wake and run and not give way to fear. Beyond this room are a thousand rooms, outside of them still more, behind each door on every floor, danger, danger, evermore. Stranger hark, the traps galore may kill you whilst you do explore, to free yourself from this tomb and never more re-enter. Find the room amidst the rooms that lies exactly center. Mm. And that is mm. uh, how we're kicking this episode off with a little bit of, uh, what is that, iambic pentameter, I think? I a suppose little, so. I'm not entirely sure. little poem. But uh, <laughs> welcome, everybody, back so. to an, another rousing ad- ad episode of Never Ending Adventure. This is your host, Diggity DJ Nettie P, coming at you yeah. live on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, Russell Tindall, your other host. And Ned, this is the intro to Mystery Dungeon, which we're talking about today. Season 5, Episode 8 of Adventure Time. I gotta say, I don't know if any of this matters. I thought that was such an interesting (laughs) way to start this episode, but talking about a thousand rooms and like, clearly there aren't a thousand rooms, or or at least there aren't a thousand options, because Ice King and I have got some issues with this episode, or at least maybe theories, some ideas about this episode, because... okay. I mean, clearly, there aren't a thousand options because he chose who he wanted to bring because of what they would bring in order to solve each of the riddles throughout the mm-hmm. the uh, dungeon. And he could not have predicted a thousand different ways. He had to have seen the exact same path. But mm-hmm. then also, how did he do that path? He didn't create this dungeon. How did he know who he needed to choose? I I don't know, man. What is happening in this episode? Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume that, okay, so the um, ancient right. sleeping magi of uh, yeah. life-giving technically is a wizard. I can okay. tell you that. That's a little bit of a spoiler. Not much of a spoiler, but like kind of sits in the world of wizards. So in my theory so He's coming of, back. He's coming back at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. We, we get a few more episodes with him in it. And he's, he's actually cool. a hilarious character. Um they make him a lot more like daunting and scary in this episode, but he's kind of a goofy, like has a, even a goofy voice and everything like that too. Okay. Yeah. Now what I would think is that because ice King has access to wizard city, that there's probably some knowledge or some lore, or at least even some buddies that are like friends of the magi mm-hmm. um, that are like, Oh yeah. Like you literally, there's like, you can get to him in only four rooms if you do it. Uh, but these gotcha. four rooms, like you have to. <laughs> so he's got cheat codes. He's got cheat yeah. Codes I think I think he for sure has <laughs> cheat codes. Um, okay. Because I I don't I don't foresee him also like having gone into the dungeon and pre mapped everything and then gotten out either. Mm, um, dang. Because of, uh, yeah, you know this is the whole like cube mentality. Like you're not supposed to like once you're in, you can't. It's like only one path to get out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I got you. So they truly, and I guess this does talk about how you're you're trapped once you enter through each door, like you can't go backwards. So yeah, but there is a little bit of truth to this passage, uh, how they started this episode out. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I read it a couple times, and I was just like, it's not worth me diving deeper into this passage. But it sounds cool, and it plays for a really neat intro. And I do love how the characters each. The, I mean. We'll talk about the unlikely group of B and C rank characters that they <laughs> that, that I was going to bring that this. up. 
Yeah. But like, I love that they go like one person at a time and then they're like, I see, I see, come on, pay attention. Like you're, you're supposed to read the next part of the passage, kind of like Bible yeah. study or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, which I always it, hated. I always, I, y'all know, I don't like reading out loud. I hate that I read on this podcast. It, you know, drives me crazy sometimes. Um, but you know, for whatever reason that just remind me, it's a little flashback, PTSD maybe of like sitting in a Bible study and having to read like the next couple lines of, of speak that is not spoken like anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it awkward, but also, I mean, like that's a cool part that you even point out that the, the, they read the passage. He's like, not pay attention. He's writing in his book and you're oh, yeah. like, Oh, is he, you know, initially you think he's writing down what the wall is saying. Um, but Really what he's doing is I think because he's got Fiona and Cake in his head 24-7. It's a living, breathing universe as we like learned through the Fiona and Cake series. Do you that think he's it's actually, constantly playing in his head? I is think it's constantly, saying? well, it is constantly yeah. like happening in his head. Unless it's true. Be, and so I think he's like, like last minute because he, he's going to bring their story to life. He just keeps on writing down like what's yeah. happening in real time because he's like, oh God, like, there's more part of the story. I got to write it down before I like throw the book into the the flames of life or whatever. Yeah, dude, that um, with wizard eyes. No wonder he's insane. Yeah, I like could not even imagine. But Prismo that, did him dirty, dude. Prismo yeah. did him so dirty. And of course, sorry, y'all. We are recording this post watching Fiona and Cake. Even though this is my first time through Adventure Time, of course, I've we've we covered Fiona and Cake. You know that. Yeah, we're 131 yeah. episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think so I think it, into this show. It bodes well that we're kind of going to be getting deeper into Ice King's Fiona and Cake stuff because, yeah, watching through the show the first time, um, you're like, oh, what's going on with Fiona and Cake? Is it real? Is it not? It's in his dreamscape. Are they figments of his imagination? And so it's kind of nice that because that was one of the few loose ends, ambiguous things from Adventure Time that you can watch those Ice King specific or Fiona and Cake specific episodes and kind of realize like it's not just confusing anymore. Um, yeah, no doubt. So I think I mean, that, that I would have in the, well for you. I would have in the past had different theories about this episode simply because of the fact of how this episode ends, not knowing what we know, do know now. And I think that'll play into a theory that I have later on. But let's let's just start back where we were talking about these characters, Ned, we got tree trunks, which I, I don't know. I, every time she's in an episode, I just have all sorts of questions of what's going on and why we got tree trunks, yeah. but we got tree trunks. We got Shelby. We got ice King. <laughs> we got Neptur, yeah. which have not seen Neptur in the longest time. In and, a hot minute. In a hot minute. I had forgotten about him. And you know who else forgot about him? Ice King. Uh, ice King did. Ice, ice King is. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream his his father totally forgot about ice ice uh Neptor, sorry just like how finn and jate did and too hot to handle or hot to the touch that's what it was yeah, too to hot to handle and hot to the touch when they were playing hide and seek for 15 months and he was just hiding the entire time yeah totally yeah. totally forgot about him <laughs> well it makes it's like oh i, I get it like Neptor is like kind of this annoying character and I, he always calls ice king like poppy but it's it's just it's funny in my opinion. He's like the sweetest, most like well uh, intentioned character ever, and he just really again kind of going on the Adventure Time theme of the show of like bad father figures that he has this non existing relationship with his father that he thinks is like 
aren't you proud of me, Poppy? Check out my sweet mods, bro. Yeah. Like, and he's <laughs> yeah. constantly seeking the approval of Ice King. And even when Finn and Jake at the end of the episode are like up on the hill, that Neptor doesn't even like hardly acknowledge them. He's immediately going back to the Ice King to comfort him. So he, yeah. he like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, Neptor is voiced by Andy Milanakis too. And I don't know if you know mm-hmm. who Andy Milanakis is. Yeah, I um, do. I mean, of course, the, uh, the peas in my head, but don't call me a pea head, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of the, the first to kind of create like a YouTube viral video type thing before there was YouTube yeah. viral videos. Yeah, I think he, um, but I think he like had a TV show off of it or whatever, mm-hmm, which is yeah, where yeah. that. He had like an uh, on my head thing comes an from MTV. It was like a it was like a skit show mixed with like YouTube videos and like a real world prank type stuff because he was like a yeah. thirty year old that looked like he was like fourteen. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't That's know. Great. There's I say that to be like there's something kind of just like annoying about Neptune's voice. That's like <laughs> he didn't get my lovely of the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't blame you at all, man. Neptor is a, a tough one. Let's just keep in mind he's the never-ending pie-throwing robot, is what Neptor yeah. stands for. Which, uh, man, I, it comes into play so much. If, if I, all right, let's just do it. My, my first, theoretically speaking, of this episode, theoretically speaking, it's definitely gonna have to be that Neptor. Could have just gotten Ice King through the entire dungeon on his own. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably so. Probably that's actually was, probably the beauty of this episode is that his son yeah. probably could have gotten him through every room. At the end, of there the day. was no need for anyone. I mean, first off, like you got some cool ass new mods, which is great. But yes. you go to the rat room, Neptune has pies. You go to the steam room, uh, fish love bread. Pies have bread. Neptor has pies. Yeah, they, they could have used pies as the bait. Totally. The the monster room. Okay, well, lemon pies to the monster's eyes. Mm, Neptor yeah. has pies. I didn't even think uh, about that. Esoteric encryption system room. Uh, again, Neptor has pies. He freaking solved that, even though... He, he's got <laughs> pies. And, and honestly, I would imagine his mods, if they modded him yeah. to be any bit like BMO, he would have similar... Uh, software maybe i don't know but he's yeah, he is maybe. like brought to life by magic at the end of the day so i don't know if he's like really software know. or not but we I saw it the, still worked at the end of the day yeah the 007 rope thing that he used to save uh tree trunks at the beginning of the episode was mm-hmm. pretty sick so i'm very curious what other mods he has because yeah that was that was freaking cool um and then finally like, I think there's an argument to be made for Limgrab in the first room because of the map, because of his ability. Oh, by the way, Limgrab's in this episode. Because of the map and his ability to, like, uh, just memorize it forever. But, uh, and Limgrab even says when they fall down the trap door, which he opened, um, he says that they they weren't, or sorry, that they, what would, what's he said? Uh, that the, this isn't where they were supposed to go, like the map lied to him. So I think that's totally per chance that he ended up like in a place where they could continue, which again leads me back to my freaking argument. It's the argument. How the heck did Ice King know this? I know. Well, if if it's the wrong room, according to the map, how did, I don't know. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's, it's annoying that like, for some reason, Ice King knew the second room was going to be needing pies to get the mouse out. However, it's like, well, how did you know if, if lemon grab was going to memorize the map and go, but see, here's the thing. That's the room that Lemon Grab thought they were supposed to 
but it's not based on the map. So Ice King knows oh, that's what you're okay. probably that hmm. the map is not right. So he's, he is bringing Lemongrab more along to have gotten them through the first door without any suspicion and also beat the uh, the eyes monster that they needed something that would like, yeah. uh, obviously that monster exploded into like a thousand pieces for getting <laughs> lemon juice From in his, his eyes. Yeah, uh, his, his vital essence or whatever. The he's, vital he's essence, <laughs> which, which let's just say that's my tops of the episode. That's like, your tops? That's, okay. My tops is when he gets squeezed, he's freaking out. And he's just like, my juices, my final juices. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh my yeah. gosh. I, I have it. It makes me laugh because I think it was just a few months ago. Um, I, I think I saw that on Instagram, like a clip of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like hilarious. Like, uh, here's what you need to say to your, uh, to your partner um, at the, uh, the climax of a nice no. lovemaking session. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry don't, for anybody don't. that is uh, not as adults listening to this podcast. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. This is a tangent, and I apologize. This will be quick. Um, we were listening to, oh gosh, Good Mythical Morning, or watching Good Mythical Morning the other day, and I was reminded at the time that apparently when that first happened with uh, Link, which it's Rhett and Link, it's their YouTube mm-hmm. show or whatever, with his wife because he waited till marriage. He said, it's free at the end of it because it was such an amazing thing <laughs> that didn't cost, see, it didn't cost anything to do. <laughs> yeah, no, but see, that's just saying my juices, my vital juices <laughs> would be fantastic. It's so bad. It's so um, bad. But that's why, um, okay, like along with the tops, I would say that literally... I think Lemon Grab got my lovely of the episode. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's I, same I, here. He, he, same here. I was okay. Good, good. I'm. I thank you. I was. I was afraid that you were going to go. Oh no! You know, Lemon Grab gets my most punchable. But the absolute. Why is he your lovely? He, Why is he your lovely? It's it's all of his dialogue that he delivers. One, I think it's just hilarious. But two, it's really cool to see Lemon Grab in this episode because we've seen him kind of only like causing chaos in the candy kingdom um kind of being a little bit of an antagonist he's always kind of going against finn or against princess bubblegum even though it is his true nature this time he is just being himself but he doesn't have like uh, bad intentions the whole time he wants to get out just as much as everybody yeah. else and so well, oh hold on i, I know he's my yeah. lovely but i'm Thinking about it a little bit, and you're saying he doesn't have bad intentions, and he he did jump the cannibalism pretty quick. He well almost immediately f- was like, "Yo, Ice King, how do you taste, bud? Like mild or spicy?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, so there's a couple of callbacks just even to that line specifically. Okay, okay, that, that I think it was either in it might be in a future one. It might have been in Too Young. That he like references that he doesn't know where food comes from, oh. and so it's still kind that's of that's right. Yeah, it goes along with he's like I don't think he realizes it's cannibalism. He's like make yourself into food, give me. He doesn't. I don't think he equivalates right. that. Like if Ice King were to do that, huh. it would be killing Ice King. Like so, I still gotcha. don't think Lemon Grab has a grasp on food. But remember, yeah, that was Peppermint Butler was feeding him, and he's just like yeah. You're my servant. Give me food, and and that and that's basically what it is. The tree trunks, and oh, so he calls. Okay, he again another reason why I'm kind of backtracking <laughs> my lovely here. He calls tree trunks a slave, and and that's super not cool. 
It's I, not cool. But again, you can't all you can't hate him because like Princess he's like Princess Bubblegum's antithesis. She's sweet, he's sour, he's nice, he's mean. And that's that's just the nature that he's been created in. And mm-hmm. so the only thing he knows is that he is the Earl of Lemongrab and everybody else is subservient to him. Instead of like living in a, you know, free democratic society, it's the opposite of that. That everything he kind of views as healthily functioning is a servile society. And that everybody Dude, serves him, you know? I can't. I, I was going to give it to him because, one, he's called by Tree Trunks Lemon Carb, which is awesome because in Fiona yeah. and Cake, the human form of Lemon Grab is called the Lemon Carb or the Lemon Carbs, mm-hmm. you know, which that was cool. Call, and back, then also, call back to this episode, really. Which is crazy, right? And then an infallible recall, which is what he has where he memorizes the entire map immediately. So I was I was digging it, but I just remembered again... He eats a pie out of a giant rat's mouth, and I <laughs> he just can't socks it in the face, and then no question just goes and he starts eating it. Yeah, I'm I'm so out on lemon grab. It's yeah, it's not even a debate anymore. I I know who my new lovely is. Okay, new lovely. Uh, we got to get to. Let's go to the steamy room, and mm-hmm. we'll talk. I don't know why that's what I called it. The steamy room. The steamy room. <laughs> <laughs> not in the steam room. Not the. Not the yeah. giant fish room, the steamy room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the steam room. So that's that's where I'm going to say, you know, Shelby mm-hmm. easily is the lovely of this episode. Yes, it, I, it initially, Shelby was the, the close second behind Lemon yeah. Grab for me. It initially was the tops for me when Tree Trunks was like, how are we going to warm our way out of this one? We're just a this fishy situation or whatever. And, uh, you know, of course, it's like, <laughs> He's you like almost I have an had, idea. Yeah, you almost could have had a moment. Uh, oh, Shelby even says that, doesn't he? Yeah. I, they could have had a moment where all the eyes kind of like look over and look at Shelby as if just to say like, you're, you're, we're going to yeah. use you as bait, dude. But the idea is to use tree trunks as bait, uh, which is so funny because if Shelby had been used, Shelby would have died. Like, Shelby Yeah, Shelby wouldn't have been be able to use the knife. knife to get yeah. out of the fish's stomach. So... That's kind and of dark. I mean, that means fishing. that like uh, I've gone Ice fishing. King was Ice King was uh, inherently Can like Ice King Shelby. Would, yeah, they, Shelby was the only <laughs> one that probably would have been sacrificed on this mission at the end of the day. Shelby's gonna sacrifice himself. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> I love the see. Okay, so I, there was there's two moments that again that Shelby almost got my backup lovely of the yeah. episode was that like um, when they're lowering tree trunks into like the fish's pond. Steam, mm-hmm. Steamy pond. Shelby just like, he's like, yeah, yeah, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> like, like yeah. I think everything's just totally kind of just totally cool. chill vibes. And then at the, like, always oh, a second moment where I was like, I was supposed to use Shelby as the bait. And he's like, no, nah, no yeah, way, man. No, no way am I doing yeah. that. And yeah. Then so the that's, that's kind of what I was line, getting at too, man. Yeah, the it's, last it's line totally of the episode. Just, what is it? The last line of the episode when they're like, oh, what, what could be sadder than the Ice King? And Shelby goes, me. Watching this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's so that funny. was a good one. But I, I definitely think that scene where, uh, and I was going to point out the fact that, like, when you're going fishing, you never get your worm back. So of course, yeah, the the worm is going to die. Yeah, you even lose your worm just by like hitting some weeds or something. So there's yeah. no way Shelby was coming back out of that water. Uh, but yeah, I, I lost it when the Ice King was saying that he brought everyone into the dungeon or whatever, and Shelby 
should have been the one for the bait. And that was totally my tops of the episode. Just yeah. Shelby just saying, yeah, but no thanks. And yeah, he, just, but no thanks. he just outsmarted that situation in a sense. He came yeah. to the conclusion that he was going to be bait way before anyone else did. And he goes, tree trunks, you got to do this. Like you, <laughs> you got to be on the edge uh, or beyond the, the end of our reel. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like that was um, like, Tree trunks, and it's kind of it's a cool thing that like it, it leads up to kind of her like monologue at the end, um, mm-hmm. when they finally go down, fall down like the the spiral staircase, and um, when she cuts herself out of the fish, she's like, "Wow, man, that was heavy. I've been reborn," and then she goes on this long monologue because she's like, "Yeah, I just basically almost sacrificed myself. I've been reborn." She's like, "I'm super nice and like trustworthy." And then stop what she says. Just stop selling all these fib bibs and give it straight. Um, so she yeah, kind of has this moment where she's like, I'm not going to be nice. I'm not going to sit back and let other people convince yeah. me to kill myself anymore. Um, I've been reborn. She's, she's been reborn a lot more of a, uh, a hero. Kind of like what Finn and Jake were trying to do with her. Remember, they wanted to make her adventurer tree trunks in the mm-hmm. first, fourth, or sorry, first season, fourth or fifth episode. Well, I mean, what what had happened essentially was that Ice King let it slip, right? That he meant to bring Bimo, and then that's when Tree Trunks goes on that monologue. It's like, dude, yeah. I something's fishy, and they all, yeah. But she definitely uh, did a good job standing up for herself. I just kind of, honestly, I I blacked out essentially when the monologue happened because I could not care you know, less for Tree Trunks. And I was just like, whatever, she's so self-righteous and all this stuff. But uh, yeah. Ice King revealed, you know, that he knocked everyone out. Uh, again, I just don't understand how he knew who he was supposed to grab. I guess your theory makes sense to me with it being like just a common knowledge between the wizarding folk. But even then, it just, it's so goofy to me. It, it um, is goofy. And that's, that's again, kind of like why I like this episode is it's got that yeah. goofiness to it. It's got kind of that adventure time. And and I'll get into like my my first deep thought number one of the mm-hmm. episode um because it sticks with the episode my second deep thought's going to pertain more to like um a little bit of psychology stuff with like other movies but deep thought number one here is that okay so we've got our b and c list characters except for maybe ice king i think he's not really considered the b list or yeah. whatever uh which is a reference back to all the little people which was what three two three episodes ago yeah three mm-hmm. episodes ago and what's funny is that if you look at the end of this episode, Finn and Jake are standing on the hill. It's the same sunset, like same color, you know, sky in the background as when Jake and uh, Finn were sitting there and Magic Man slips the little people into Finn's pocket. But did you notice that Magic Man comes out of the ground in the same like semicircle hole as they come out in the end where the ground opens up in like a semicircle? So, Wait, what? Yeah, so Magic at the very Man? end of this episode, when yeah, yeah. like when remember when Magic Man sneaks up on Finn and Jake, it like opens up a, like a little semicircle in the oh, ground. From yeah, from all yeah, all the, from little, all the people. little people. Sorry, I wasn't tracking. I got you. And so I remember us talking in the episode of all the little people. You know, our theory yeah. was that he somehow tapped into like another universe, and he's got like these people from another universe. Well, what if like Magic Man basically created like a bunch of voodoo dolls that he like was like, okay, I'm tapping into a different um, temporal timeline frequency 
But then those little people could move around because he went to the aging, the ancient sleeping magi of life giving and, and threw those little people into the fire. And that's mm-hmm. why they were like alive in our world at mm. the same time. So that's yeah. just the ground opening up in that portion opens up like, oh my gosh, like I think that magic man knew about the ancient sleeping magi. Or can you use it more than them. once? I guess is yeah. my issue with that because he uses the flames and then all of a sudden the flames disappear and then the ancient sleeping magi of life giving like wakes up. Yeah. So th- what you realize is that, um, and sorry, this is yeah, kind of spoiler drop is that the the magi's powers are like everything he touches comes to life. Okay, so it can um, be reused, and that's just yeah. he just happens to be there for that time being for some reason. Exactly. That's interesting. Well, I wonder to what degree, because obviously the fan fiction that is thrown into the flames kind of turns into uh, what I would describe as like some Mickey Mouse sounding, you know, Barty guy. I, I don't know. Reminds me a lot about of uh, like someone's bad impressions, our bad impressions of Mickey Mouse is kind <laughs> of what it Mouse, sounded yeah. like. Which we um, literally did, I think, like one or two episodes ago. Yeah, for sure. I, I just, I need to express this before we get past this moment mm-hmm. in that the uh, esoteric uh, encryption system m- scene, essentially. Neptor uh-huh. does, as he does in every room or could have done in every room, throws a pie and saves the day. And Ice King hugs him and calls him his son, which is a sweet moment. But then he says, the grand prize of my loins. And the grand it- he gets my most punchable no. for that line alone. Just for that line, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could care less that he, he kidnapped these, you know, B and C, the TRH characters. That's fine. Um, but <laughs> it's just not, it's just the worst line. It really is the worst line of this whole, whole episode. Yeah. The grand prize of my loins. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's like the fact that like, uh, it, it hurts me again because like Neptune's so sweet and it just hurts me to be like, yeah, he he gets he Ice King's now taking credit for him being the prize of his loins, and he's like, no. dude, he didn't even know he existed. Plus, that's just he's not even of your loins; he's like a proxy of your magic. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. it's so gross. Yeah, it's oh. pretty gross. Well, let's get to this. Is pretty cool. This will be like my true theoretically speaking of the episode. It was actually uh, more alleys than my own, um, but I just loved it, and I had to share it on the podcast. Okay, yeah. So we're we're watching this, of course, the ancient sleeping magi of life giving that whole scene, right? And it's revealed, which awesome reveal. I love the fact that it's all about the fan fiction, the fan and Kate fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be better timing. I mean, we just watched it. We just talked about it, the whole series, so it's super mm-hmm. fun. Um, but Allie from a different room goes, hmm, perhaps, perhaps this is Ice King subconscious telling him that there is an issue with Fiona and Cake's universe. Like perhaps secretly the the fact that he had to bring the fan fiction down here to try and bring it to life was uh like some way of him going, Oh my gosh, I need to try and save this universe or or, mm-hmm, or bring it yeah. like make it real, make it canonized. Because uh, in which case, like yeah, I, it, bringing the fan fiction is his way of doing it or the only way that he can think to save this universe is to try and make it canon before, as we know, in the Fiona Cape miniseries, it becomes canonized. Um, yeah. I thought that was so fascinating that like maybe it was his subconscious all along that was like 
like irking them to to do this and it wasn't just yeah, like yeah well i and, want and, them to be real it's like oh well their universe is not canon because of prismo and it should get destroyed but then like i don't know i thought that was really cool yeah there was it's like something about the ice king's nature again it's a cool like more of like a simon nature of like protecting them that something is something in his mind is like this universe is real and his nature is like it, it needs to be either brought to life or just like saved and like he's got obviously a huge huge compelling part of the ice king story not even simon's story is to like save them right mm-hmm. um and so yeah, yeah it's really cool that again there's just something about it where he's just so he he can't even remember that who nepture is but he's like so driven on this like mission to bring them to life um and a lot of yeah. it i think maybe from the ice king perspective is to like bring them to life to just prove that he's not crazy that this is mm-hmm. not just a story that this is not just kind of like what nepter kind of um says to him oh like it's an imagine it's in your imagination land um take me you know like you've taken me there to imagination land and i think ice king wants to bring them to life to prove to everybody that like hey i'm pretty crazy but like this is really happening um yeah I'm not Dude, just like quote unquote I, making this up, you know. I, I totally agree. I think it's really. I mean, it was really cool, especially having just seen Fiona and Cake get into the end of this episode and that conversation that you're referencing mm-hmm. between Neptune and Ice King. Uh, you know, where the characters Neptune is essentially saying, like, remember, like the characters will always be real in your mind. Uh, and so Ice King goes in daydreams and says to Fiona, like, "Oh, Fiona, can you?" Uh, can a dream be as real as waking life? And then Neptor, and as Fiona says, of course they can. Dreams are real. Ice King goes, then I will, what does he say? Then I will I wait, wait for, for you, you on the from other across side of the threshold of yeah. consciousness, which again, kind of across the threshold of consciousness is sort of, I mean, the portal it's, to it's, Ice it's King's like mind. So correct, it's, yeah. <laughs> and this one, that's awesome. it makes me so excited about, because like I'm watching that last scene of this episode, yeah. and you see one of the executive producers on it is Adam Mudo, who did all of Fiona mm-hmm. and Cake as well. So, and then the, the last thing that I can't, I don't have it word for word, but the last thing that Ice King says is like, I know this is going, like, I, I don't care how long I'll wait, but like, this is going to yeah. be true. Like, this yeah, is, that you are true, and this is true. And so I think it was Adam Mudo having the idea that Fiona and Cake was a universe inside the Ice King's yeah. mind. And I think this episode really would go back and prove that. It'd be pretty cool, yeah. Neptune finally says, like the response that Neptune has is, our worlds will surely meet Ice King. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I, <laughs> that's so cool. It's just, and, and it took Fiona all the way until 2023 to happen, too. Which is just <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah. It's so and, crazy and so wild. And the, the truth is, though, chances are they weren't even thinking about this episode. But if they were, that would be really awesome. I, you know, I, this would be the thing to yeah. ask Adam Mudo about if we ever are fortunate enough to have him on the podcast for some reason. I would assume, yeah, like I, I'd love to get Adam Mudo on the podcast because I think he would offer some clarity with with things that he wanted to do with Fiona and Cake in the original series. When did they mm-hmm. have to abandon it? Because you can assume that, like, I'm assuming that the last line delivered in kind of this last uh, imagination land sequence was Adam Mudo going, okay, we're going to have a somewhat of a Fiona and Cake explainer. And maybe it just ended up getting too complex where they were like, okay, if we have to have Prismo and multiverses and Fiona and Cake and Finn and Jake all kind of as part of this, then I yeah. can't really do this as a 
he's either going to have to do what they did with um, Marceline, what they did with Islands and Finn, and what they did with Elementals is doing an eight-episode miniseries. And I think maybe Cartoon Network was like, bro, you got to wrap this up. Like, we can't do another half season of Mm -hmm. your miniseries on just wrapping up one loose end, essentially. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true. I mean, shoot. Fiona Cakes two seasons now. They finally got announced for a second season, yeah. which is really, really exciting. So we'll see. I have no idea where the Fiona and Cake uh, fan fiction. <laughs> it's not not fan fiction anymore. Yeah, it's not fan fiction. To, yeah, now now they are now. part of the canonical timeline now. So yeah, for sure. Now, um, do you have any other uh, deeper thoughts for this episode? I feel like we kind of blew through this one, but it it was yeah, a pretty yeah. simple. Episode. It was a good, simple one with a lot of little scenes. And and again, part of our podcast with Adventure Time, we've listened to quote-unquote competitor podcasts. <laughs> but I never want to go through and just be like, here's this scene. Isn't this funny? Here's this scene. Isn't this funny? Um, yeah. But the concept of this episode, I think, is not necessarily even a deeper thought. Um, but something I wanted to kind of like stop for a moment on and being like, okay, have you ever, have you ever seen, I know you're not a horror movie person, um, there's a 1997 version and then there's a 2001 version of the movie Cube. Have you ever seen that? No, you mentioned Cube earlier. I can only assume yeah. it has something to do with going in a room and then not being able to go backwards or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cube? So the concept is like these people, again, like wake up in a room and it's like a like straight up cube room and then there's like four walls and a ceiling each have a hole in it. So like um, now it's like a gore porn torture movie where to get out of each room, um, somebody's either going to have to do something like somewhat gruesome or there's like poison gas or there's saws or there's lasers. And um, I think in the, I don't, I don't think I've seen the, oh, maybe I've only seen the 97 version. I haven't seen the new one. Um, but it's like kind of each person's past and each person's history. Um, you slowly get to learn about that through the movie and the psych psychological aspect of it is like well they don't none of those people like know each other so are they like are you the one that put us here do you know more and then during those movies like somebody will say something in like the third room and they'll be like holy shit you you know something that you're not telling us about Mm -hmm. why we're all here or who you are or oh you know this doctor guy and you knew him from you know years ago um Mm -hmm. and that that kind of psychological we're trapped and not trusting anybody we're going through to all get out quote unquote together but we're all kind of against each other is also in the saw movies um yeah i just watched the new saw 10 which was pretty decent actually um dude i haven't seen any of these movies uh but i could definitely imagine the paranoia of being in a cube and feeling like you know someone in that cube might be out to get you or like the one that puts you there i mean uh, I kind of jokingly would say that like there's a creepy aspect even to escape rooms when you're paying mm-hmm. to go into an escape room and be, you know, not really locked, but locked in a room and forced to solve puzzles in order to get out. There's definitely a, a small part of me that can't help, but very like sarcastically joke. Uh, that, like, yeah, some, somebody knows something. In. Well, yeah, or just like that, the the person that works there that's blocking you into the room, I can't help myself but kind of like make creepy, sarcastic jokes about like, oh, you're not going to really lock us in, are you? You know, like stupid stuff like that. You know, there's yeah. definitely a level of like, I don't know. So I, I couldn't imagine the, the cube scenario, but I do love how in this episode, at least, 
uh, Ice King tries, <laughs> and I'm sure this happens in the Cube movie, but Ice King tries his best, I guess, to throw everybody off. Like he's like, isn't it? Isn't it weird how <laughs> Drew Trunks is high? Making was perfect for helping us escape from that room. Like he totally like tries to throw a little like, oh, it's it's not me. I'm discovering this as we go. It's so yeah. weird that everybody's perfectly fit for each one of these rooms. It's yeah, like like it's it's whoever. Um, well, not what's the phrase? There's a phrase behind it. it's not whoever smelt it dealt it, but like. The fact that he uh, he's the one that brings yeah. up isn't this ironic? Uh, is yeah. to like lure them off his scent that he's the one that like yes, exactly. This all. So, <laughs> but I don't know. I I would say I mean, it's it's not my recommendation because trust me, those movies are not for everybody at all. But yeah. it's, I think it's really cool. Again, they kind of took um that concept, except for the, a little bit of the reverse of that. Um, a little bit, and, and I, that's why I think it's actually kind of funny that tree trunks is messing up everybody's names, right? So we know mm-hmm. all these characters. We've seen all those one-on-ones. And this episode is really bringing it into the full frame that, yes, all these characters do live in the same universe, that tree trunks is at least, like, vaguely aware of who they are. She calls them nectar, ice cream, and lemon carb. <laughs> one, yeah. And then she even says one of the lemon carbs. So she's aware that there are two lemon grabs at this point. Um so I thought that that was kind of cool. It, it does introduce a similar mentality of the the Cube and the Saw movies that like these people are kind of familiar. I may have met them before, but I don't really know who they are. I don't really know if I trust anybody here. Yeah. Um, except for it does sound like Shelby and Tree Trunks have hung out a good bit at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I do have one more qualm with this episode. And of course, this is entirely because it's a cartoon. Uh, so that's the, the answer here, but who's keeping that fish alive in the, the steaming room? What, you know, you got that chain chomp (laughs) fish that's tied up to the drain plug and, uh, that thing's huge. Like who's feeding that thing constantly? (laughs) Yeah. I'd assume if you have magical dungeons, uh, but yeah, Yeah. but like then then every time we go into any dungeon in adventure time, it's going to be like, true. well, uh, true. Who's uh who's feeding the bucket knight down in the dungeon, you know? Like. Yeah, or any of those creatures. But see, at least in that dungeon there were a ton of creatures. And this one there's just yeah, I guess but I guess the reason I say that is because he's chained up. It's not like how that other monster that gets yeah. the lemon juiced into his eyes, he gets exploded, but he had like the ability to roam around the room and maybe leave that room and go to other rooms or whatever. Uh but that fish was chained up. And that's that's why I brought it up. But it is pretty dumb. I get it. It's a cartoon, you know? <laughs> Just Russell was like, I'm going to, I don't like this episode that much. I'm going to give it all the qualms. No, I, I like this episode because I like dungeon crawler episodes. I don't yeah, like dungeon exactly. crawler games, but I like dungeon crawler episodes. And so I can't help but kind of enjoy this one, even with uh, some characters I don't much care for. But Neptor, I feel bad. Everybody forgot about him. I kind of forgot about him maybe uh, he's coming around on me a little bit. It could be his cool new mods. Cool, but cool I might be mods. coming around on him. Yeah. It, it, no, he's, he's keeps having like, he's never not had a redeeming arc. He's always been like sweet little Neptor. Um, yeah. But cool that he's like a lot more helpful. I don't know. He did, he did get turned into a fireproof suit and uh hot to touch, you know? Yeah. But so. I just never liked, even in hot, Hot to the hot to touch or too hot to touch, whatever it's called. Even then, I I didn't like Neptor very much. So yeah, 
I just feel like I've been a little harsh on him. And maybe that's my first lesson this episode is that I should be a little less harsh on Nectar and accept him. Um, yeah. I mean, well, he is the never-ending pie-throwing pie robot, robot, as yeah. we are the never-ending adventure podcast. I mean, <laughs> you cl- know. Yeah, closest to our name that we're going to get in the show. For sure. But I would say, like, even the takeaway, because I, 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 like I said, we haven't had a dungeon crawler since Dad's Dungeon. Um, and a good dungeon crawler episode is needed for sure every once in a while. But I think this one is a really cool dynamic just in the sheer fact that we are in season five. We've got really well-developed characters. We brought up three episodes ago that there are A-list characters, B-list characters, C-list characters. But we've had enough. These are our B-list characters. We've had enough uh, character development with them to where I think even like this point in season five going, hey, guess what? Like We've got so much content that we can create. We can do an episode full of B-list characters. You know them well enough to where they can just create hilarious, ridiculous dialogue. Like, all of tree yeah. trunks isms, all of uh, lemon grab isms, but we don't have to like explain it. It can just be absolutely absurd, and the viewers, us, get to like watch it and be like, "That's hilarious!" Because that, yes, that yeah, fits all of those characters. Like, uh, so familiar character with traits. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Well, Ned, what what else are you learning from this? I mean, I've I've said one of my lessons. I have one more, but do you have any lessons for us? <laughs> I honestly, man, I don't know if I had a true lesson. Um, okay. cause even, but like, I guess it's kind of, I, I was like trying to dig deep on it. Something about the ice King, again, like not living in reality and like having the <laughs> expectation that yeah. Fiona and cake was going to come to life because he threw a book into the life giving thing. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I was just like, when you have selfish, selfish aspirations that like, don't, put high expectations that there's going to be a quick and easy fix to it, you know? Yeah. I just feel like he that, feels like they're so real that that's why he wanted them to come to life. And that's why I love Ali's theory so much is because it's like, he just knows in his mind that they're real and they need to be like part of the canon, part of his universe. And so yeah. maybe this is a way that he can do it without knowing that that's what he's doing. It's such a neat idea for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great idea. I think it's just like he puts all these. He's gonna. He's willing to kill Shelby and put all these other people at detriment, um, in order yeah. to fulfill his like pipe dream wish of something that he's that he probably well and should have known may or may not work. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of my maybe, maybe that's the kind of thing is like don't put other people at yeah. risk. For your own pipe dreams, is that that's probably the deeper lesson behind it all. Okay, man, I, Shelby's pretty awesome for out outsmarting everybody or out thinking yeah. that moment. I gotta say, I, yeah, Shelby, Shelby really didn't do anything me. in that dungeon whatsoever. <laughs> Shelby was supposed to be the bait. Uh, do you have any deeper thoughts? <laughs> so or? Stupid. Do you have any deeper yeah, thoughts? Man, or is, I, I, I mean, got... the deep thought was, uh, yeah, or lessons per se. Dude, super deep thought here. This is my second lesson, my last lesson of this episode. Uh, pies save lives. And I pies love pies, <laughs> man. I love pies. On multiple occasions. What's your favorite pie? Favorite pie, easy, apple pie, without a doubt. Okay, now, well, that, I think that's the easy answer. So I'm, yeah, well, it's, I'm trying to it's think. the right answer. Uh, that's the <laughs> thing. It's like, it's the only right answer for your favorite pie. Um, I mean, you could go, hey, key lime is really, really great, and that's probably number two. But 
maybe number two is pumpkin pie. Outside of what? that, you're you're nuts. I'm sorry if you like cherry pies, you're insane. That's no. See, you no are one correct. Ever says that. Outside of that, I am nuts because my toss up for number one is between apple and pecan pie. Pecan pie is maybe a top five pie, but Ned, number one. Yeah. Okay. Here. Yeah, you are correct that the number one. I would eat an apple pie by itself. It's better with ice cream. Not sure. super often would I eat a pecan pie without whipped cream or icing. Or excuse me, ice cream. Because mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a necessity for like balancing out over the, over the sticky sugar. So yeah, you are like in its essence, no extra toppings on the side. Apple pie is the best. I just, man, I'm a pie connoisseur. I mean, I dabble. I guess it really is what I should say. I dabble in pies and yeah, apple I- pie. I think pie saves lives because why in the world is anybody buying birthday cakes, cakes in general, unless it's like triple down chocolate cake? Yeah. Pies are better than cakes across the Dude, board. Dude, that was, that was my birthdays when I was a kid. Yeah. I always did pie instead of cake. And here's it's the thing so much too. Better. Again, I'm just a hate to hate on cherry pie people. Blueberry pie is way better than cherry pie. And I mm-hmm. would even say it's better than pe- pecan pie, pecan no, pie, I would whatever. Say flip it. Blueberry pie, no. Blueberry cobbler. Blueberry, oh yeah, yeah. It's got to be a cobbler for me because it's got to have the bread to to blueberry (laughs) ratio there. Yeah, it's got. Here's the other thing, dude. I've been. It's like a a bowberry biscuit at that point too. Like bowberry biscuits are the shit. Like dude, chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie is better than cherry pie. Get out of here, yeah, cherry it is. pie. No, oh, cherry, cherry pie is the <laughs> lowest of the low in terms of pie. Honestly, then, for me, I've never had a good pumpkin pie, so that's why I disagree with you. Oh, I love pumpkin pie, but I, if, I, if, I, if chicken pot pie counts as pie, then that's number two after apple pie. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Can we can we stop this conversation and go to no, a traveler's no, we're, we're, we, we may not get another ep, uh, Neptor episode or Tree Trunks episode where we get to talk oh, about no, pie Oh, no, okay, again, so, so we should talk about pies. We no, we'll get one. It just may not be for a while. So okay. Well, I I love pumpkin pie because it just reminds me of the, my favorite time of the year, which is November, and it's good. Uh, you know, they taste great. So yeah. Uh, but freaking, does a quiche count as a pie? Because Ooh, then yeah, I'm going good. apple pie, uh, chicken pot pie, quiche, pumpkin pie, uh, key lime pie, which apparently key limes come from the Florida Keys. I didn't know that. Yeah, I well, learned that this is, year blew my mind. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a meat pie? Like, um, there's Dude, a, there was an old gross. restaurant in, in Athens, and that it was it's they're basically a cross between a chicken pot pie and an empanada, and they're the they are hmm. super good. So if meat we pie now we gotta like, like sounds like a shepherd's pie, and I don't think shepherd's pie is nearly as good as quiche or pump. Uh, no, see, pie, obviously. It, a shepherd's pie wouldn't make it in the category for me because it doesn't have a bottom crust. Yeah, there's on no the crust. Bottom. You're right, but it's a just meat like pie potatoes. is basically like you cross like what the like I guess it's either Spanish or Portuguese for like what they're doing with empanadas. Cross that with like <laughs> cooking it and preparing it like a chicken pot pie. This is so but stupid. It's full. It's it, dude. This is a great. This is exactly what I want a tangent on. on this, this is podcast. what people come to this podcast for. Can we, they, I got a traveler's log, Ned. We got yeah. Do tra- it. Well, we need a new traveler's log. Give us your pie arguments, what's on the list, what's not, and like make your arguments for or against chicken pot pie, make your arguments for or against meat pies, for or against empanadas. I want to hear it all. Hey, you better believe in the Patreon's Discord, we're for sure going to be talking about pies. Yes, when this episode absolutely. comes out, pies are the topic of conversation. So a traveler's log, 
this week, which I there we go. I had to restart my computer. So it's uh, talking about meat pies. This Traveler's Logs is all about beef, Ned. All about beef with us? Yeah, beef with us. Corey. Oh, no. Corey has beef with us. DJ Toki, I think his name is. Uh, T-O-K-I. Um, he says, hey guys, I just started listening to the podcast last week and I'm now on episode 110, which is crazy. That's wild. Wow. In a uh, week? Holy shit. Yeah, that's... Corey, are you good, bud? That's... that's are you that's, all right? That, we're, we're on... I'd give our median average probably 56 minutes, 52 minutes on... Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Corey sent this in October, so he's definitely listening to this episode when it comes out. Are you okay? Let's... <laughs> I mean, if you need to talk to somebody... Podcasting. Yeah, I don't know about us, but uh, talk to... That's a solo man. That's okay. I said the it's only the only reason I could imagine that you can get through that much podcast is if you're like an <laughs> ice road trucker or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Corey, the ice road trucker, uh, is writing in. No, sorry, Corey, you're cool. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to our podcast and yes, loving what we're, we're doing. That's so sick. We're just uh, yucking your yums at this point. Yeah, we, dude, stop yucking his yums, man. That's gross. Uh, <laughs> I guess I am too. <laughs> uh, you can keep, or sorry, he said, and I guess this is in reference to Ned. So. You keep referring to Ice King as an elemental, and that's just not true. Yeah, I know we've heard this before. Did I we? I don't think we talked up. about it. Yes, did we talk no, about we, it? We've had multiple travelers log because I was referring to Ice King as the Ice Elemental. Okay, I know about Patient Saint Pym, and I he never got crown, reincarnated blah, 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 or something. And according I know, to Corey, I know. Okay. I know. I, I messed that up in several different podcasts. So, and you guys called me on it. I get it, but mm. in the if I if you think about it as um, more of a Star Wars based mentality where everything the the force has to be balanced. That Ice King is the stand-in pseudo uh, elemental to balance out the fact that that we have no patient Saint Pym right now. So okay, not well, a true the elemental. King is also not an elemental. I don't think. Really? Uh, well, hold on. I just closed this. No, thing. that that one. That one, I, I don't, I don't, I've never gone into like super deep Flame King lore. Well, okay, here's what he says. Yeah. Let, me, let me just finish this then. Uh, says, let's see, I know we're not to the Elemental Mini series yet, but as Ned should know, <laughs> sorry, Ned, uh, there are four. <laughs> I, said, I, I told you, I admitted, I messed it up. I know. There are four elementals uh, that are reincarnated. Since the Ice Elemental never died, they could not have been reincarnated as the Ice King. As such, the Flame King is also not an elemental. Much love, DJ Toki. So who is the two is the flame? When we get They're to just, elementals, the Flame Princess is the Flame Elemental, but like she is of the Flame King. I don't and know. And I guess there's, a, in my opinion, I, the Flame one's probably weird because they probably like, again, it's fire. So like fire catches other things on fire. Who knows how it's been passed down or reincarnated or whatever. Mm -hmm. That one, I don't think I would have a clear answer for. But yes, okay. the Ice King one, I messed up on. But I, I would I love just it. chalk it up to... Calling that out, y'all. Yeah. Well, this, trust me, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm an Adventure Time expert, but I'm not like a... like I'm on like Reddit threads every day studying the lore or everything. Dude, get on those threads, baby. Get on those but hey, threads. To my to my argument against people, you know, again, why I said that is like, yes, if they, like there wasn't a reincarnation, Ice King's not in the true ice elemental, but in a world that needs the balance of the four elements, if 
I'm trying not to spoil this for you, Russell, at all. That's why it's hard to talk about. Mm, mm-hmm. it, there has to be like a balance of the nature of the four elements. And so there, if if the ice elemental is kind of, I'll, I'll just say put away for right now, there has to be a balancing out of the four elements. And again, yeah. that's, the Flame King may not be a fire elemental, but he's the Flame King. He's the core fire leader per se, mm-hmm. you know? Well, hey, talking about balancing of the elements, I'll just say this episode definitely confirms without a doubt in my mind that Ice King could never take down the Flame King uh, because of Pokemon rules and because of the steamy room when he couldn't use his powers or even fly in the steamy room. So, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting in my mind. Yeah. I want to know if if they have somebody done a a breakdown of like elements from Adventure Time, which is fire, ice, candy, and slime what beats everything does does candy the slime beat fire fire beats ice ice beats candy candy beats slime like what's mm. what's the uh what's the triad or the quadrad of, i don't know uh, candy could be weakness. slime in my mind um, no not not this not this uh not this type not of slime the, not the slime princesses slime. we're talking about muck we're talking about like, muck, like boogers all right well, I'm ready for us to go to the next part of this now, which is <laughs> hyping up this. The- <laughs> what? We're, going, yeah, we're moving on because I made yeah. mistakes. Guys, no, I'm not no, perfect. Dog, you're good. You're so good. You know, you didn't make a mistake on Ned. Uh, the Patreon podcast. It's been freaking awesome. NEA and beyond. We're about to release episode nine this week as we're recording this. And then episode 10 will be out in no time here. Uh, it's already recorded. So we're 10 episodes deep into another podcast, which starts out the first episode is about Adventure Time. And then thereafter, like we just recorded one on uh, what would our villain arcs be uh, in our life mm-hmm. as we look back on the different moments in our lives, such as like my pacifiers being thrown to the beavers when I was two years old in front of my very eyes. Uh, or maybe I had to throw them. I can't entirely recall. But uh, yeah, that might have been like a moment. So we're talking about our villain arcs uh, and we chose not to become villains or at least we're tricking y'all into thinking we're not villains. The fun fun part about that episode is we went and said, Russell was like, the theme is villain arcs and both of us took that two different ways. So we have a fun fun conversation about what our definition of an episode about villain arcs means. Yeah, and if you sign up for the, the Patreon, man, I mean, you are helping us fund and pay for this podcast which we could not be more uh, appreciative of. I mean, even $1 tiers get access to the Discord. They don't get the podcast for the Patreon. But that, I mean, if we had enough people doing the $1 tier, we could even pay for the podcast itself. It would just, it would be a lot more than the 5 or $10 tier. Regardless, yeah. thank you all for everyone who has signed up. And please, if you haven't, if you're interested, Maybe this could be uh, the holiday gift to give. I don't know uh, how that would even happen. The <laughs> patreon.com slash Adventure podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at neverendingadventurepodcast, TikTok at neverendingadventurecast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. I have not tweeted in a lifetime. <laughs> Maybe I should say X. Yeah, X the, tic- at the, NEA the TikTok's been podcast. a little bit silent. Stay. I'd say the best, the best for comms, for screenshots, for everything we do post a lot on Instagram because it's our, our yeah. it, similar to the discord. It's everybody who's like very much kind of, you know, watching through the podcast and yeah. Instagram's um, the place to be, if not yeah. the discord, the discord is, uh, you know, it's just so, so cool. And so personal over there, uh, you know, maybe we should just keep it out how small it is and, uh, no one sign up. 
Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm being uh, ridiculous. Thank you all so much, yeah. everybody who has. And uh, man, I mean, email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the Traveler's Log, call us out. Uh, but don't call us out on the elementals thing. It's it's been done. It's happened. <laughs> I can't I can't talk about it. I can't defend myself more without spoiling it for Russell. So you guys keep bringing up stuff. I have thoughts. I've got my opinions. I just can't spoil it anymore for Russell either. Oh, it's all good. I'm Ned. I'm 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 beefing right now with sugar. I'm beefing with how much freaking added mm. sugars and everything. Why is there? Oh, a I thought you meant you were beefing with Rebecca sugar for some reason. <laughs> oh no, not at all. I'm just I'm drinking a coat to stay caffeinated and active during this podcast. And I just, I can't for the life of me understand why 78% and why there is a percentage for my daily added sugar. That shouldn't be a thing. But 78% yeah. of my daily added sugar came out of this wine can of Coke and it saddens me. Yeah. Uh, that oh, I just drank Coke, it. It's, it tastes delicious. It's absolutely terrible for you. And it yeah. is. Horrible. That is a, that is a recommendation also made, uh, Un, uneducatedly to sell more sugar in the United States. I can guarantee yep. you that's more added sugar than you're supposed to eat in a day. Dude, there should, there's no added sugar percentage, right? Like that's the thing about added sugar. Sorry, this is a rant that I could go down easily, but yeah, it's so like- is it, do you, I was going to ask you, do you have a rec for this week or is the, do you have more of an anti-rec, which is added sugar? Well, uh, yeah, well, definitely my anti-rec is like, watch your added sugar, man. It's in everything. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be added sugar. Natural sugars make sense. Natural sugars is not an added sugar, I don't think. So just watch out for those percentages. My real ret, though, is without a shadow of a doubt, the uh, Nutcracker. I, I may have yeah. read this in the past, and I apologize if I did. Me and Ned went uh, like last, went last year. year. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we read it then. But I went last night with Allie uh, and two of our friends, and it was super fun. And that was the first time Allie got to watch it from the audience instead of working backstage. Um, oh, nice. so yeah, it was just really cool. And I highly recommend going and supporting the arts and the nutcracker. Nice. Yeah. No, it was, it was a blast last year. Um, I don't think I, yeah, I hadn't seen the nutcracker since I was like a kid until then. Yeah. Um, and now, what's your my recommendation? Yeah. Well, it, it comes in a larger package of recommendations, but last night we actually had a wine night with our friends. Um, and we have we have what oh, me and my buddy so call cool. ourselves the wine commit the wine night commissioners. We actually do it. Um, we've been on pace to do it like twice a year at this point. This was like the third official one. Mm -hmm. um, but we created a theme where like everybody had to bring a bottle to compete, but that bottle had to be signed by <laughs> the wine store owner or the som that picked it out for you or helped you pick it out. It had to be signed. So each bottle was very again um, picked out like deliberately. And you couldn't just go to the grocery store and like pick up a bottle of two buck chuck and and bring it to the party. Um, but so my recommendation is hosted events with friends that have like a theme. So whether it's like friends givings, whether it's wine nights, whether it's but like doing something where it's not around a, a sport, it's not around like yeah, I guess the sport in general. It's not just going to the bar with your friends, but like the fact that we we had a fun hosted night yeah. where. The theme was um, you being bougie when we sit and be bougie or that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just really great. And man. we That's touched why on TNDC on this yeah, before, TNDC which that was kind stuff. of the same idea. And I think, yeah. but I think that's a great rec. I, I really do. It's it's so fun to just add another element to things like that. Yeah, add add an, add an element like for, yeah, friends gatherings with elements of just like let's do something besides like watch a sport or just drink. Yeah. Too, you know. Yeah, of course. 
Well, hey, man, that's great. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, freaking another cool episode. I enjoyed it. It's not one of my favorites, but I also didn't not like it by any means. I'd, I'd give yeah, it a, a three and a half, three and a half um, pies out of five. Three, I was going to say three and a half dead pies and dead, dead, dead mouse pies. Oh, gosh. Did you see freaking his teeth, dude? Lemongrad's yeah. teeth when yeah, he opened his mouth. Yeah, we didn't talk about the jaw <laughs> getting unhinged off of Lemongrad. Wow. Wow. Anyways, party forever. I love you guys.